that are with us and welcome again. We're grateful for your presence and we're thankful that you've chosen to be here today with us. Those that are visiting with us, thank you for coming and being with us this morning. Those that are online watching as well, we hope that you're able to hear us okay and everything is, is well with thee. It's always good to be together as God's people. Thankful to Jim for the songs that he has led. Thankful for the prayer that was just led as well. We're going to be looking at Psalm 56. And we will be looking at the entirety of this particular psalm. And what we want to talk about today has to do with maintaining our faith in the midst of trials. Those of us that live here on planet Earth, we, we have to deal with these things. We have, we're not exempt from the trials of life. Sometimes people have, mistaken, have a mistaken notion that children of God are exempt or immune to trials and, and problems in this life. Well, that's just not the case. I can tell you. All right? The Bible tells us that we live in a world that is replete with human suffering. And so Job acknowledged in Job 14.1 that man that is born of woman is of few days and full of trouble, Job 14.1. And so troubles and trials are just a part of life, aren't they? We all have to deal with it. Whether we're in the Lord or out of the Lord, we all have to go through these storms of life. And when we do go through these storms of life, we need an anchor for our soul. And I believe that the anchor is our Lord. When you begin looking at the Psalms, there are 150 Psalms that we have and there are many psalms that are very special to me, and I'm sure that there are many number of psalms that might be special to you as well. And you can find a place of encouragement within those psalms to your heart as an individual. And especially there are psalms for individuals who also face the trials and the difficulties of life. I believe Psalm 56 is that very special psalm. And in some way or another, we're able to identify with it. When you look at the life of David, you have to understand that David was the king of Israel, but David faced a lot of problems in his life and a lot of heartache. And you know Saul, who was the first king over the United Kingdom, he sought to destroy David in every way. This psalm, Psalm 56 was taken from an event that took place in the life of David, of when the Philistines had captured him in Gath. And in this psalm, the first thing that we notice is the foes of David. And then secondly, we will talk about his faith. That is the faith of David. Now, David was not a perfect man. David has some blemishes in his own life. But despite all those blemishes and all of the problems that he faced in this life, David was a man of great faith. And I think that you will see that with me this morning because I believe that faith is what helps sustain him during those difficult times in life. And I believe that's that same faith that will help us get through those difficult times in our lives as well. And so first we think about the foes of David. And as we look at the foes, of course, we're really reflecting on the difficulties that he was encountering on this, in this day. As David begins to set before us this particular psalm, if you will, the first thing he does is to talk about how his enemies 
are working against him in every way. Now, there are really three things that we want to look at as we think about how they operated or how that they plotted against him, so to speak. But we notice his circumstances before God. Now, as we think about the circumstances before God, I want you to notice his cry to God. In verse 1, he said, Be merciful unto me, O Lord, for man would swallow me up. You know, David does the right thing when threatened with outside trials and difficulties. What does he do? He takes it before God. He looks to Jehovah God. Over in Psalm 57, another great psalm that deals with the difficulties that are in the life of David. He would say, be merciful unto me, O God. Be merciful unto me, for my soul trusteth in thee. When you and I face the anxieties of life, when we come face to face with heartache or trial or sorrow, that one of the things that, that we need to do is to turn to God, isn't it? We need to bring it before Him. I would recommend that being the first thing that we do is that we look to Jehovah God. But now notice how His enemies began to work against Him. First, He talks about their oppression. He said, Be merciful unto me, O God, for man would swallow me up. He fighting daily oppresseth me. And then their opposition, verse 2, Mine enemies would daily swallow me up, for they be many that fight against me. It wasn't just a few, but many. And then notice down in verse 5, their operation. He said, Every day they rest my words. All of their thoughts are against me for evil. <coughs> and, so you, <coughs> and so here you get the idea that here are some people that are working against David. They're doing everything possible within their power to literally destroy him. Now we talk about his cry to God. Now I want you to think with me about his circumstances before God. And there are two things that David does. First, he speaks of his fears. Look at verse 3. He said, what time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. Question. Do you ever find yourself afraid in life? Do you ever feel like you're afraid of the various circumstances that are, are about to come upon you? Or maybe the things that you have to confront day by day. And so David here, he talks about his fears. Just like we should go to God about our fears. But then also he makes mention of his tears. Look at verse 8. He said, Thou tellest my wanderings, put thou my tears into thy bottle. Are they not in thy book? David here speaks of, of his fears and his tears. And I asked a question a moment ago. Do you ever find yourself living in fear? Sometimes we are paralyzed by fear. Sometimes we are fearful of things that may confront us on a daily basis. But then what about the shedding of tears? You see, we live in a world where people shed tears daily. Tears are a natural expression of, of grief and sorrow and heartache and, and pain. I understand that sometimes we will shed tears of joy, but we're not talking about tears of joy. But rather we're talking about 
tears of sorrow, tears of grief, tears of pain and distress, maybe as a result of fear. But whatever the case, David here talks about his fears and his tears, and both are very real to him. And we face these things in one way or another every day. And so we first talked about his foes, but then notice with me in the second place, his faith. His faith. The thing that really strikes me about the life of David is that David was a man of great faith. I have learned so much through reading about this particular man and his life. I would challenge you to read the Psalms and, and that were penned by David. There are two things, though, that really stand out about David. Number one, David did not have an easy life. I mentioned that a moment ago. He did not have an easy life. I understand David was a king and he was a wealthy man. He was, he was very powerful and he was prominent. We read that he was a man after God's own heart, but David experienced a lot of pain in his life. David was great, yes, but David had a lot of pain in his life, and, and that pain was internal to some extent. I think about his own son, Absalom, who turned against him. He revolted, and he really tried to steal the, the kingdom out from under his own father's feet. So David faced a lot of pain. A lot of heartache in this life. But all in all, I'm reminded of David as a man of great faith. And so when we read the Psalms, David in a very candid and very concise way, he literally just bears out his soul. He would talk about the trials. He would talk about the experiences. He would talk about the difficulties that he's facing in life. He'll talk in a very candid way about some of the things that he's facing and how he feels. But then he'll talk about his faith in God. How wonderful. In fact, that faith is what delivered him. To sustain him through the difficulties, the trials. And how he looked to Jehovah God to sustain him. And so let's talk about his resolve. When we think about his faith and the fact that faith is what delivered him, look at his resolve and, and what comes to mind is his commitment in the face of fear. Listen again to what he says there in verse 3. Whenever or what time I am afraid. Here's how he offsets his fears. He says, what time I am afraid, I will do what? He said, I will trust in thee. I'm going to put my faith and trust in you, O oh God. That's how we need to react, isn't it? Whenever we face fearful situations in this life, whenever we are confronted with a difficult moment in this life, we need to put our trust in Jehovah God. And so he says, what time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. And then listen to what he says in verse 4. In God, I will praise his word in God, I have put my trust. Drop down and look at verse 10 and 11. Here he says, In God will I praise his word. In the Lord will I praise his word. In God have I put my trust. Notice the emphasis. The emphasis that David places on putting his trust in Jehovah God. To whom do you trust? To whom do you trust when the storms of life are howling 
in your life. When you literally are upside down with troubles and trials and, and sorrows, to whom do you turn? David here had a great deal of commitment and his commitment was to God. He understood that in the face of fear that he was going to maintain his trust in the Lord no matter what. No matter what comes. There's a second thing I think that David talks about here. And that is his confidence in the face of fear. Go back and look again at verse 3. He said, whenever or what time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. In God will I trust or praise his word. In God I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. David is saying, since I'm hiding in the shelter of God's wing, since I have placed my trust in Jehovah God, then what, what is it that flesh can do to me? Nothing. Nothing. Now drop down and look at verses 10 and 11. In God will I praise his word. In the Lord will I praise his word. In God have I put my trust. I will not be afraid what man can do unto me. Look how he offsets his fears with faith. David is simply saying, look, my trust is in Jehovah God. I have placed my life in his hands. And so I'm not afraid of what man can do unto me. Look at Psalm 57 in verse 1. I would encourage you to underline that particular verse. Because David here says, Be merciful unto me, O God. Be merciful unto me. For my soul trusteth in thee. Yea, in the shadow of thy wings will I make my refuge until these calamities be overpassed. Have you ever sought out shelter in times of storms? You know, Hurricane Irma was a time that we and others had sought out shelter right here in this uh, very room. Not knowing where she was going and what she was going to do. I think about how many of those that have sought out shelter when the storms come through their homeland. They remained in that shelter until when? Everything was passed. What David is saying here is, I have put myself in your care, God. I'm in your care. I am under the shadow of your wings until these calamities be overpassed. Are you not grateful to know that you can literally find a refuge in Almighty God? David did. In 1 Peter 4, 19, Peter talks about those who suffer for righteousness. And he said, Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. We commit our souls to Jehovah God because we understand he has the power. That he has the ability to shelter us, to keep us literally in the palm of his hand in the shelter of his wings. What great confidence. Look at Psalm 55, verse 22. David in this psalm talks about those who are against him. And apparently he, the one who was against him was a close friend. But despite what he was facing in life, listen to what he says, verse 22. He said, cast thy burden upon the Lord 
and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. If you have burdens in this life, cast them upon the Lord. Cast those burdens upon Jehovah God. What can we, when, when we do that, what can we expect? You can expect God to aid you, to sustain you, to bear you through. What was it that Peter said in 1 Peter 5, 7? Cast all your care upon him, for he careth for you. So we talked about the resolve of David. But I want you to notice the relief of David. I think about somebody that has literally been up against the wall, if you will. They have, been, they have backed him into a corner and the odds are against him. And, and, and they, he gets through it. But then notice the relief. Two things here. David knew God was with him. I want you to leave here today knowing that whatever you may fear, whatever you may face in this life, I want you to be able to leave here knowing that God is with you. Seriously, there are a lot of people in our world today. They are upside down in trouble. They are, they're living, a, their lives are a mess, if you will. They have all kinds of problems. And one of the great things that we can do as Christians is to tell people, look, we all have trials. We all have troubles. We all have sorrows, but we need to understand that we can find shelter. One of the benefits and the blessings of living for God is that we know that he will be for us. Now, having said that, go back and look at verse 8 of Psalm 56. He said, Thou tellest my wanderings, put thou my tears into thy bottle. Are they not in thy book? When I cry unto thee, then shall my enemies turn back. David here is simply saying, look, God knows what I'm going through. He knows exactly what I'm going through. Is there anything that God does not know? Whatever you may feel in your heart, whatever experiences you're having in this life, right now, I promise you, God knows it. He knows it. Psalm 139 is a great psalm as well. And the psalmist there talks about how God is omniscient, that he's all-knowing. And he said in verse 1 and following, O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my down-sitting and my uprising. Thou understandest my thoughts that are far off. Thou compassest my path and my lying down and art acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it all together. That great psalmist simply is saying everything we experience here on this planet, God the Father knows about it. He knows all about it. Jesus said in Matthew 10, 29, even a sparrow cannot fall to the ground without our heavenly father knowing about it. And in light of that, he would ask, are ye not of more value than the sparrows? Matthew 10, 31. He even said there in verse 30, that he said that even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. I, David here, he understand that God knows what he's going through. God knows what we are going through. Now drop down and look at verse 12. 
He said, thy vows are upon me. O God, I will render praises unto thee. For thou hast delivered my soul from death. Wilt thou not deliver my feet from falling, that I may walk before God in the light of the living? What David was saying here is that God has the ability to deliver. And that God has the ability to deliver him. God will see us through those difficult times in life. And David understood that God would see him through. And God did see him through it. He knew that God was with him. And then there's a second thing he knew. And that God was for him. God was for him. I think that one of the greatest statements in all the Psalms is found in Psalm 56 verse 9. Listen to what David said. He said, when I cry unto thee, then shall mine enemies turn back. This I know, for God is for me. There are a lot of people that I might like to have on my side, but above all people, there's one person I want to be on my side for sure, and that's Almighty God. David here is saying, this I know, for God is for me. Paul said in the long ago, he says, if God be for us, who can be against us? Romans 8.31. Just think about that for a minute. If God be for us, who can be against us? Let that sink in. That God is for me. He's for you. Whatever you're facing in this life, whatever difficulties that you may encounter in this life you need to understand that God is for you and not only is God with you but God is for you he's on your side when I look at life I see something that's very fragile I think all of us understand that life can change on a dime right here today gone tomorrow feeling good today not feeling so good Things can change so quickly in life. Sometimes life is good. Sometimes life is not so good. Sometimes, just to be very honest, life is tough. You know, I've heard this many times and now I'm saying it. Uh, Growing old is not for sissy. (laughs) Yeah. Now, according to Dick and Allison, I'm not old. But they're very young at heart. But... Through those down times, we would do well to turn to the Lord, right? Now, I want to suggest to you this morning that what will get you through those difficult times in this life, what will see you through the storms of life, the trials of this life, is your faith. Faith. Now, you've got to have faith to get through these things. You've got to put your trust in God. We were at the doctor, Teresa and I. The doctor looked at Teresa as they were walking out. She was going to go get her injection. The doctor said, how are you so stoic? She goes, what do you mean? He goes, well, the things I just told you. How how is that not bothering you? She goes, I have faith in God. You got to put your trust and your faith in God. 
you got to understand that God has the ability to pull us through. And so let me ask this question. Is God a part of your life? If not, why not? Why not? Have you obeyed the gospel? I, I said a moment ago that there are a lot of people in life that I'd like to have on my side, but above all, I, I want the Lord on my side, right? Because I know that the Lord will stand with me come what may. When Paul wrote to Timothy in 2 Timothy 4, 16, he said that at my first answer, no man stood with me, but all men forsook me. I pray God that it may not be laid to their charge. And then he said in verse 17 of that text, he says, notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me. I can't promise you that people will stand with you or for you or by you in times of difficulty. I can't assure you that the members of the church will even stand by you, though they ought to. But I can assure you, I can promise you, God will stand by you. God will stand with you. And God will never let you down. We can take that to the bank. And we need to believe it. We need to believe it like it's truth. And so if you're here today and never have rendered obedience to the gospel of Christ, God has made it possible through the scheme of redemption, something that he put together long before he created the heavens and the earth. Thinking within his mind once I create the heavens and the earth and I put everything on there and then I create my greatest creation called man on day six. That when I give him the ability to make the choices in life, I hope that he will choose me. This is God speaking. But if he doesn't, there will be consequences. But it's not because I didn't lay it out for him in every way to make it possible. A man made the wrong choice. But man can also make the right choice once again, as I believe Adam and Eve did. And that was to repent of their sin and come back and be in our right relationship with God once again. If you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, John 8, 24. If you want, if you understand and know that and willing to repent, that is to turn away from the things that you've been doing wrong, to do things right, and then to make that good confession that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, we will assist you in your water baptism where you'll be buried, dying to sin and buried in that watery grave to rise to walk in newness of life. This past week, Vicki Luby and Nick Johnson obeyed the gospel. And that's what they did. They died to sin. They were buried in that watery grave. They rose to walk in newness of life, a child of God. I knew Vicki, I knew Nick, just like you when you did that. Or like you if you haven't done it and want to do it this morning. To then live a faithful life unto God, knowing that God 
hasn't never left your side. He's always been there. But when you sin, you separated yourself from God. Come back through Christ and be reconciled once again. Even as a child of God, if you wander off, the blood of Jesus Christ will continue to cleanse you. But you have to make the choice to do things in the way that God wants you to do. We're about to sing a song of encouragement, number 274. I think it's, what will you do with Jesus? What will you do with Jesus?